to the Prophecy Club. Of course, we are living in a time of unbelievable, unprecedented prosperity in America. Or are we? You remember that Dimitri was told in 1980, this is when God spoke this judgment coming on America, and we are getting real close to the 40-year year point. And he said that the fall of America would start with an internal revolution, started by the communists. Some of the people would start fighting against the government. The government would be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries would attack and defeat America in one day. Then God would raise up China, Japan, and many of the nations. They would go against the Russians. They would defeat the Russians. They'd back the Russians to the gates of Paris, where they signed a peace treaty. But they make the Russians their leader, and I think that's when they form a world government. Then all of the nations go down to attack little Israel. That's Armageddon. They can't count on the help of the Jews in America, so they cry for Messiah. That's the, that, that is the day of trumpets. That is the day of the Lord. That is one evening and one morning when Jesus returns to burn the tares and to crush the grapes. That is the final day. That is when the judgment is set. The books are open. The beast is slain. Jesus returns in the clouds. Now, where are we right now? Well, I want to say with all of this prosperity that we seem to be in right now, we're in happy days. Uh, but I don't think it's going to last long, although I pray that it does. Believe me, I pray every day that it does. But I think Rush Limbaugh said something that I want to say. But I'm, the point, and this is the point where we're, that we're going with this to in this broadcast, and that is I'm going to show you why I believe the internal revolution has started. We are now in the progress or in the process or in the, the throes, however you want to say it, of America falling. So here's what he said. Rush Limbaugh, 4 I'm not going to read all of it. Something terrible is happening in America that could very well tear the country apart. Now, you have to understand, Rush doesn't understand about the internal revolution and Dimitri Dudeman. He probably hadn't heard of that. Should, but probably hadn't heard of it. And probably if you heard of it, he wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't receive it. And he certainly wouldn't talk about it on the air. But, you know, let's go on. The left and its resistance are so desperate to re be rid of President Trump that they won't ever admit defeat. Their anger will lead to more anger and more unrest across the nation. The Democratic Party I grew up with no longer exists. It's been taken over by the radical left, which is literally resisting everything. They're refusing to acknowledge and tolerate and deal with the fact that they lose elections now and then. They will not accept losing. They will not tolerate others winning and are not going to go away until they can tear it all down. Did you hear that? Until they can tear it all down. He, though he doesn't understand it, Rush is actually saying he sees an internal revolution. He sees the fall of America. He's heard said that twice in this. Let's go on, though. People have an awareness, a sensitivity that something's amiss here. Something's awry, and it isn't good. And I believe that's true, brothers and sisters. I think that as we're out and about talking to people, if you talk to them about politics or if you talk about the affairs that are going on in the world these days, they all sense something wrong, even if they're not Christians they don't have to know prophecy to know something's wrong, something's arise, something's amiss. Let's go on. We had divisions in World War II, he says. We had disagreements. We had competing ideologies. 
We had competing political parties, but back then, losers lost, and they accommodated that. They tried to figure out what they did wrong and the voters, and they tried to correct and become winners the next time around. There was an implied agreement that we were all in this together, and that regardless of differences, there was a singular thing that bound us together, and that is, we were all Americans. And that counted for something. That meant a lot. America was the greatest place on earth. America is where everybody wanted to come, to be the best that they could be, to make the most of their lives. And it still is, but it's changing. If something happened today, like World War II, I don't know if we have everything that binds us together as a country should have anymore. And this is more than just my saying that we don't have any common ground to reach across the aisle and come to agreements with people. I don't really know what binds us together with the radical left, which is taking over the Democratic Party. They're not a fringe. They've been a fringe for most of the 50 years, but they're now the mainstream of the Democrat Party. Resisting groups are not proud of being American. In fact, they believe America is the real problem in the world, not the solution. As for the claims of Donald Trump's alleged collusion with Russia, Limbaugh says that the real goal has been to be rid of the president. The resistance has no evidence of a crime and cannot show he's guilty of anything, but that hasn't stopped them from attacking him. They just keep making up things. They keep applying the pressure. And when one vein bombs out or bottoms out or fails, they open up a new one. They do not accept being rejected. They do not accept failure. They keep going on their objective of destroying Trump. And now, what is this doing to our country as they do this? Well, Limbaugh claims that the left originally believed it would be rid of President Trump within six months of the date he took office. But that didn't happen. So they sought to drive his approval ratings down to 20% to get rid of him. There isn't enough evidence that Trump cheated in the presidential election, he says. All they have is they hate him. And they're angry that they lost. And now these baseless allegations that he's unsophisticated, unfit by virtue. So all of those accusations are all wrong. This is Rush Limbaugh. I don't even know if he's a Christian, but I'm pretty sure he's not a prophecy student. Yet he is seeing that the internal revolution has started. All right, now let's talk about something else. And I pulled this directly off the Internet because I want to make certain I got the definition right. The primary duties of immigration and customs enforcement agents, that's ICE, are enforcing customs and immigration laws, protecting federal facilities, commercial airlines, apprehending, processing, detaining, deporting illegal or criminal aliens. So, before I get to this next comment here, does that sound like something that Christians would want in their nation to have a group of people going out, getting rid of the evil people, people that break laws? Does that sound like something that Christians want? I think most Christians would say yes, but the problem is that's not what a lot of communists want. We're going to get to that in just a second. But on June 25th of 2018, this was posted on Monday Wisconsin Democratic-Republican Mark Pocan announced he intends to introduce a bill into Congress that would officially abolish ICE. He says, I'm introducing legislation that would abolish ICE 
and crack down on the agency's blanket directive to target and round up individuals and families. Well, they don't just round up just individuals and families. As it says, they round up the evil people. Now, what has happened in our nation is, at the bottom line, what we have done is turned away from God. Jeremiah 51 verse 14 says, The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. Meaning, all of these immigrants coming into our nation, well, I I think I heard, uh, yes, yes, it was Maxine Waters, and and I'll try to get that quote, says that God is on our side. You know what? Is she right? Is Maxine Waters right that God is on the side of the left and on the side of the communists that want to destroy this nation? (laughs) You know, at first thought, I thought, no, she's not right. God's not with them. God's with us. But let me read that scripture again. Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. Now that's in Jeremiah 51, 14. And again, we have discussed Jeremiah 50 and 51 are both talking about America, both those chapters. So this is basically the hand of God bringing in immigrants. Now, why would God bring in immigrants to destroy our nation? Well, it's because there has been a breakdown of the Christian family. Now, let me talk about that for just a second. I'm 64 years old. My parents' generation was mostly a Christian generation. But, of course, they had fallen, as every generation seems to, from the generation before. But I don't know about that. But let me tell you what a couple of things my mom told me about their generation. She said that when she was in school, the most popular kids were the Christians. And the more they knew the Bible, the more they could quote the Bible, the more popular they were. Now, she grew up (laughs) in what is today a very liberal area. She grew up in Washington State. Yet, she said when she was a child, 100% of the children in her school were Christians. 100%. I said, Mom, how 100%? She says, well, every summer they had a vacation Bible school at the public school. All of the kids attended the vacation Bible school, and they got them all saved. It wasn't just about drinking Kool-Aid. It was about receiving Jesus. 100% of them were Christians. Well, we're a long way from that today. Now let's talk about a couple of things in my generation. Again, at 64, my generation has fallen even more. When I was a child, and I can remember riding in the back seat of the 1957 Chevrolet as we were going to church, and I can remember that every radio station when we're going to or coming back Sunday morning from church, every radio station was a preacher preaching. That morning, of course, Sunday morning, we had Channel 2, Channel 3, and Channel 7. Oh, excuse me, 3, 7, and 9. 3, 7, and 9. I grew up in West Texas. So it was only three channels, ABC, NBC, and CBS. And every one of those channels had a preacher on there. All some of those various preachers, but the whole Sunday morning was all preaching. And find that today. It's not that way in most places. Most people, when I was growing up in schools, most of them were Christians. Now, there was a few rebels, but that's what they were. If they weren't Christians, they were considered to be rebels. 
Most of the people listening and attending our meetings today are about 60-plus years old. They're all gray-headed. When we hold a Prophecy Club meeting, no one under 40 years old attends. I mean, almost no one. If we see anyone under 40, is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're not supposed to be interested in this. <laughs> Very few. In other words, something's wrong. I mean, I was talking to my agent here the other day. Let me point out something else. Okay, so we have seen several, and I don't have all the names here ready to go, and I probably shouldn't even mention the names, but I can name off for you several of the great prophecy teachers that have gone on to be with the Lord in the last few years. And yet we look around, and today I don't see any new young prophecy teachers coming up. Now, I got in the world of Bible prophecy in terms of full-time when I was 40 years old, and we're doing it 25 years now. But I don't know of any young prophecy teachers. Well, wait, 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 wait. I take it. I just, I just, one just popped in. But my point is just one. In other words, what I'm saying is our nation has fallen away from God. Now let's look at the current generation, the millennials. <laughs> they know more about their cell phone than they do their Bible. They're not interested in the Bible. They're not interested in hearing about it, reading about it, going to church, going to have anything to do with Jesus. This generation has turned in mass away from God. Now, what does that mean? Jeremiah 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That means all of the things that are going wrong with our nation is the hand of God. In Deuteronomy, I want to say 32, it says, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. There's another scripture that basically says that if something bad happens in the city, it's me doing it. And that was God speaking. In my prayer closet, a lot of times I pray and I say, Lord, help me to warn the people. And I'm not trying to warn them about Lucifer. Lucifer is not the problem. God's the problem. You say, what? What do you mean God's the problem? Because God, Jesus, is the righteous judge. We mess up. We don't have to worry about Lucifer. He's happy we messed up. We mess up, and it's God, the one that we have to worry about. And it's it, when I warn people, what I'm trying to warn them of is God. God is the problem if you mess up. Now, if you're righteous, you get a lot of blessings. But if you don't walk righteously, you have to face God. God's the problem. Lucifer <laughs> brings on the problems, but God is the righteous judge. Jesus said he has the keys of hell and death. What does that mean? That means that Jesus decides who goes to heaven or hell. Jesus decides who lives or dies or when they die. It's in his hands. Now, let me go on Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou has rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. In my generation, a lot of the people were Christians. But in the millennial, most of them have turned away. Most of the people that are not Christians today that are protesting, causing the problems in Berkeley and places like that, most of them are probably children or grandchildren of Christians. Matter of fact, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> her dad was a pastor. So she's a fallen away. And that's what I'm trying to say is we've fallen away, you see. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, 
seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. Americans have forgotten the law of our God. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So you can count on it. The next generation, the millennial generation, they are going to have a lot of trouble. Verse 7. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. That's what's coming for the millennials. Matter of fact, I think that's probably going to be coming. I, I, I hate to even say this. It could be coming in the next year or two or three. If I had to guess real hard, it, it could be. They in, eat up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their iniquity. Now, what does that mean, they eat up the sin of my people? The way we would say that today is the people are happy to sin. Don't we see a lot of people like that today? A lot of people are happy to sin. A lot of people don't want to become Christians these days because they want to have fun. <laughs> That's the way they look at it. They think not being a Christian is more fun. They think that if you give up your worldly life and you become a Christian, then you don't have any fun. That's what he's saying. They eat up the sin of my people. In other words, they love being evil. They set their heart on iniquity. Verse 9. And there shall be like people, like priests. I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings. Well, as Jesus said, as you sow, so also shall you reap. And the wages of sin is still death. So as the people of this generation have fallen away, and their children have fallen away, and their children's children have fallen away, they don't read their Bible, they don't go to church, they don't pray, and most of them cuss like a sailor. I mean, you can tell a Christian real easy these days. You don't have to stand around them very long at all. And you're hearing all of these cuss words coming out of their mouth just all the time, left and right. As a matter of fact, some people even cuss so much, they even cuss to make friends. <laughs> That's, I, I've seen that happen. They will cuss. They will let a cuss word come out of their mouth because they think that will make them accepted by other people. And, I mean, I, I try not to embarrass them, but they embarrass themselves when they do that around me. Uh, again, it's a spirit thing. Some of them don't even know that I'm a you – know, again, I play racquetball, so I'm around some people that don't know that I'm a pastor from time to time. And they'll let a cuss word come out of their mouth, and they look at me kind of like, oh, well, you know, that means we're friends, right, because I cussed. And the look on my face is, no, that doesn't make you my friend, brother. That just shows me where you are. You just messed up. You just stepped in it. But I'll forgive you. Anyway, let's go on. Verse 10. For they shall eat and not have enough. What? Yeah. In other words, a lot of the things that we're going to be seeing for the next generation, for this millennial generation, there's going to be a time when there's not enough food. That's what the Bible says. They shall commit whoredom. Do we see that? Why people don't want to get married. Remember the newlywed game? Remember that game? You know that the reason that game had to go away? Because they could no longer find newlyweds. Because the people, I mean, I remember the last year or so, I would catch one once in a while and they would say, well, this couple is not exactly married, but we're having them on the show. In other words, they're running out of newlyweds because in America, we don't want to get married anymore. We just want to have sex and sex and sex and have no children. And just, again, it's a life of sin. 
I start to say a life of crime, but it, it, it leads to that too. Fourth, they'll eat and not have enough. They'll commit whoredom. They will not increase because they've left off to take heed to the Lord. So when the Bible says, when they've forgotten God, they will not increase. Let me say it again. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they've rejected me. I'll reject thee. Then you skip down and they shall not increase. Yet America has all of these sins all over them. And yet we're doing well financially. So what's wrong? Here's the thing. I think that what is going on right now is I think that we are in a brief time. I mean brief, a brief time where God is giving us an opportunity as a nation, an opportunity to stop sinning, to repent, to turn back to Jesus. And I'm not talking about our whole solution is just going to be some big revival. A lot of our solution has to do with kicking out the deep state, the scorpions and snakes, which is why I pray every day, and I know many of you are praying every day, Lord, kick out the scorpions and snakes, expose all the tricks, traps, and traitors, and and stop them. Give Trump eight years and help him drain the swamp and kick out the scorpions and snakes, protect Donald Trump and his family, staff, and presidency from all harm and evil, and stop Robert Mueller. Because we need to clean up the FBI and the DOJ. We need to clean up a lot of this corruption that's going on these days. If we don't, we'll lose our nation. That's what Limbaugh is saying. That's what the Bible is saying. And that's what I'm bringing to you today. We got to clean up our nation. It's not just enough to have a revival. Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. That's what America's done. Did you know that we used to consume very little wine in America? Yeah. Two generations ago, very little wine. Then one generation ago, quite a bit of wine. This last generation, (laughs) lots of wine and strong drink. Verse 12, my people ask counsel at their stocks, and their staff declared unto them, for the spirit of whoredoms has caused them to err, and they've gone a-whoring from under their God. That summarizes where America is today. We have decided that we're going to take the pill, and we can have all the sex we want if we do slip up. We can just go to the abortion house. We can fix our problem. We can do what we want to do, and we can ignore God. After all, that's what we were taught in our schools. We were taught that we came from the goo, graduated to the zoo, and now we're you. Only God's not pleased. God's not laughing. you got to ask yourself, why do Democrats want open borders? Why? have to understand that we're moving toward world government. It's not their idea. They think it is. They think that that's their big secret, that they want to form the elite. They, they want to form a big world government. Oh, that's their secret. Yeah, we're not going to tell anybody, but that's what we're really working toward. Well, let me just tell you, the Bible says that that's God's plan. That's God's plan for two reasons. One is he wants to test his people. He's going to find out what you're made of. Going to find out what I'm made of. Going to find out what everybody's made of because this generation will have the opportunity to say the prophets. This generation will have the opportunity to deny Jesus. But the whole purpose of the world government is to bring people through a a funnel, bring them through a test, to suck them through the knot hole of the fence backwards, where everybody is going to have to make a decision, who is their God? And then at the end, he's going to gather all of the tares together into bundles and burn them. He's going to gather all the nations down around Jerusalem. And then in one day, 
on the day of trumpets, one evening and one morning. In the evening they are, in the morning they are not. He returns with the morning star, which is kind of like a laser, and he slices and cuts, and whatever that morning star hits, it turns it to ashes. There'll be ashes under the soles of our feet, Malachi 4.3. And then there's other two other angels that a lot of people haven't <laughs> realized this, but on the day of judgment, on the day of trumpets, there's also two other angels that return with him. They have sharp sickles. They are the ones that cut and slice people. They are the ones that are, you might say, crushing the grapes in the wine press of God. And the wine press was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the wine press even under the horse's bridle by the space of a thousand six hundred furlongs. That's the day of judgment. That's the day of the Lord or the day of trumpets. And that day is a day when the world government and all of those people following it, whose every name is not written in the book of life, is all gathered down to attack little Jerusalem. And in one evening and one morning, Jesus destroys them all. And that's the reason says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man. Meaning, if you are still alive after the day of trumpets, after the day of the Lord, after the burning and the crushing, after he has destroyed all of the evil off the earth, everything, everything, everything that is evil except the nations, then you did good if you're still standing. Now, I said that, i got to explain the nations. The nations are the people that did not take the mark of the beast, but they didn't accept Jesus either. They represent the corners of the field that the Jews were commanded not to harvest. They are allowed to live for a thousand years. That is, they're given the opportunity to live for a thousand years. Now, if they mess up, if they break one law, they're ruled with a rod of iron. If they break one law, then a morning star judge shows up with the morning star, hits them with the morning star, and it is immediate judgment of destruction of both body and soul instantly on the spot. Then at the end of a thousand years, Satan is loosed out of his prison. He goeth out to the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, whose numbers is the sand of the sea, and they went upon the they went upon the breadth of the earth, encompassed the camp of the saints about the beloved city, the New Jerusalem, and then fire from God out of heaven came down and destroyed them. That's what happens to the nations. And it shall not be given to other nations, other people. That's what Daniel two forty four says. So we're coming to a time, brothers and sisters. This is my point. We are in the internal revelation. Yes, Trump is in. Yes, I'm glad. Love Trump. Think he's the best president I've ever seen in my 64 years on this globe. But I also think we're coming to judgment. I think we got a brief period of time. This is our opportunity to repent and turn to Jesus. An opportunity to clean up the FBI and the DOJ. To clean up and to turn to Jesus. But will we do it? Prophecy says we won't. What I'm trying to say is, Dimitri heard from God. Maris is still going to fall. Still going to happen. Now's the time. If you're listening, if you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, now's the time for you to get alone, get on your knees and say, okay, I'm going to get serious here. And here's the reason I don't lead a lot of people to prayer about receiving Jesus. It needs to be an agreement between you and God, like I did. I sat down in a chair one day and I said, God, I made a mess of my life. But if you'll give me another chance, because I received him at nine years old but fell away. If you'll give me another chance. From here on out, I promise, I'll read your book. 
I'll follow your book. You won't have any more trouble out of me. I'm going to follow you from here on. That's what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. You've got to make a covenant. You've got to make a contract, an agreement with God. This is not just some kind of a little Jesus coming to my heart prayer. This is, I'm going to follow you through thick and thin, rain or sleet or snow or beheading or whatever. You're my God. From here on out, we're going to do it your way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you. It is summertime. We do need your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160 that's 640 each. 15 for 120 that's 8 bucks each. 10 for 100 obviously $10 each. 6 for 70 4 for 50 and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply.